Welcome, listeners, to the Punk Theology Podcast, the Season 4 Christmas Special. This, this is the Punk Theology Podcast, and you're listening to Season 4. What is it about the Christmas season that can arouse, captivate certain feelings and emotions? I've had this piece of wisdom that stuck with me for many years. Um, Life is 20% the stuff that happens to you and 80% what you do about the 20%. Sounds cliche, I know, but the question beckons during this tumultuous holiday season what do we do about the feelings of arousal, desire? And how do we spark some joy? What does that look like? Punktheology.net is the website. Uh, Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. And we're going to get right into it. Welcome, punks. Here we are once again. The Christmas season is upon us. Mark may or may not join us. It is uh, a different kind of a thing. Uh... Steve and Derek are here. Chuck is still uh, in limbo. He had soccer tonight. So So the topic being, um, and this is just a weird time. Like here we are in COVID-19 America. Like we know people who've been infected, which is weird. But it's just you can't go outside. You can't go to concerts. You can't do the things that people normally do at Christmas time. You can't even do the fucking lights at Christmas. Like we have to, we're gonna do it, but we have to do the drive-through. You version. drive through it, Derek. Come yeah. on, man. It at sucks. least you got that. It sucks balls. It's horrible. You still got the kids in the car going out of the way. Are we there yet? Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. Chuck says, "Getting on now." Here we go. Chuck's gonna be joining us in. T-minus. There he well, is. Maybe, maybe it's like, like, you know, given the opportunity to simplify, you know, downsize. Just enjoy. Chuck! Chuck! <laughs> Downsizing. <laughs> Chuck, you got to connect your audience. Oh, soccer, brother. I'm now three beers in. I'm two. Soccer, <laughs> soccer is fine. Light, just- oh, I don't drink and I haven't hit the- any weed, so maybe I should indoor outdoor try and catch you guys. Outdoor, outdoor soccer. Yeah, you look you look like you've been outside. Oh, little rosy cheeked. There you go. <laughs> you got the the mask around your neck like a. There you go. go. The gator. Yeah. That's you look like, you open your mouth like a like cowboy, it. and now you look like uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look like Blue Man Group or something. Yeah, there you go, Blue Man Group. How you doing, Chuck? Uh, I'm all right. Are you? Steve was just asking me if you still liked your job, and I told you, told him I didn't know because I'm your boss, and I figured you wouldn't tell me if you hated it. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new update in the show. If you're joining us now and you haven't heard the Punk Theology podcast in a while, Derek is now Chuck's boss. <laughs> <laughs> this was or, news to me. I didn't know. The good news is... Ever? That the bar to be a good boss is really low with Chuck. Really low. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's to fill everybody else in. Um, 
So I went you know, paycheck last week and that was a shit show. Um, I learned in the state of Washington that employers do not have to pay out uh, accrued PTO. What does PTO really? stand for? Paid time off. Oh, okay. This job that I have now is the first time I've had a job in 25 years. So I've been self-employed. It's weird. I'm learning all this new job terminology. So you yeah, should have so, taken all that time off and then quit when you got back. Yeah, hindsight. I should have just told them I didn't accept the job. Taking a three-week vacation. Worked at the district anyway. Got paid out and then just said, mm, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you get punished for doing the, uh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm leaving you yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Fuck the two-week notice. Yeah, fuck the two-week notice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've got this job now. I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it, to be honest with you. Because it's a heart on my body, and I'm an old man, and I'm changing fucking tires every day. Like, I work at Les Schwab or one of these places. And I don't like it. Less Rob might be easier, Russ. Huh? Less Rob might be easier because you're not picking the tires up as high. No. It's about the same. You're just doing tires all. At least I had to get to do mechanic stuff where I work now and, you know, change yeah. batteries and oil. And Throughout the day, less is more. Yeah. Less is more. But I'm also not the most experienced guy in the shop, so I'm like, you know, go do tires. Oil change, you know. Yep. Yeah, you're the <laughs> fucking, fucking YouTube mechanic. You are fucking new guy. Fucking I got new this guy. job from my YouTube channel, you know. So they're like, oh, YouTube. Like that's yeah. your education. That's your experience. You YouTube, YouTube guy, make another YouTube video about tires. Uh, you need to make them hire somebody new so you can kick that not, shit to them. Yeah, so you can not be the new guy anymore. Yeah. Make them hire some really dumb young kid. We had a guy that came in for a day because well, there's two shops um, in Everett. And so they brought a young guy in because one of the guys, so there's only three guys in my shop. I'm one, there's a master tech and another guy like me, but he's more experienced, does things fast. He's supposed to put an engine in a Dodge Dakota and he can't do that because it takes a couple of days and because there's other things coming in. All you got to do is oil change. Got another four tires. You know, so they keep pulling him off this job. So they brought a guy in for one day. <laughs> and he was the younger guy, you know. And he did great. But the next day he wasn't there. So it's like working. That's the thing. Working for these. It's a corporation. And you don't know the, the family and the people that. The leadership that runs the show. And that's another thing about thinking about Christmas time. And the whole movie with uh, Chevy Chase, you know, Christmas Vacation. And oh, yeah, back when movie. people knew the boss. When the boss knew your name, I think there was something different going on. And now you're just a number in a corporate spreadsheet, right? And as long as we can keep sucking money out of you and getting you to give more hours to the company, you know, we'll just keep doing that because we don't really know you. We don't care if you suffer or there's only three of you in the shop that's supposed to do the work of six people. Um, that's the that's the beauty of modern capitalism. Are you saying you don't like capitalism, Russ? Well, you can't be an American <laughs> and not like capitalism. Yeah, there's no 
Nobody cares. I, I'm the, the senior guy in the shop I work at has been there for a year. <laughs> Everybody else is, they just, people just, they just burn through people. You know? That's right. That's how you make the monies. I was explaining to my coworker about that, the zombie drive. You know? It's just, I said, these companies don't care about you. Like he was saying, oh, well, you know, kids today are lazy. There's another older guy who's a service manager. And I said, I said, not necessarily. I think that people, they don't want to pay people what it costs to be at a shop like this for seven days a week. Like we don't, we work Saturdays and Sundays. Most shops don't, but they pay less than shops that, you know, are five days a week. So it's not attractive to get people to work here. And so whose fault is it? The lazy millennial or the Gen Xer, or we work for a shitty corporation that doesn't pay people and they just burn through people. So every year or so they get a whole new staff. That's not very Christmassy. I don't know, Russ. That sounds like socialism to me. (laughs) You actually know the boss and he cares about you. This company doesn't give a shit about any of us. And if there's any message that I wanted to spread, it's that, you know, zombies, they're pretty tenacious, right? You know, you shoot guns at them, they'll still come at you. This whole idea that the zombie or the death drive that Freud came up with is sort of lazy and lethargic. Oh, fuck no. You know, it's going at you at full speed and it will keep coming at you until you put a bullet through its head. And people do that. In, in this, you know, and I could be that guy who just quits the job. And you know, like, I mean, we have $200,000 worth of equity in this house. Like, I, fuck, I could move somewhere else and retire, odds are. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing I've been thinking about, especially after almost dying. Speaking of, so I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, I looked at selling my house. I can sell my house, pay off all my debt, move to Pittsburgh and buy a fucking mansion and not have any debt. In fact, I'd still have money left over. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about, I mean, it's, it's super conservative, but like North or South Carolina, like they, they have the climate of like California. I mean, there's a little more storms. <laughs> Yeah, a little more, <laughs> a little more, a more storms over there. But you can buy a freaking house for like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then you get to rebuild it every five years. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Derek, bad. That's, bad. Build it's a what insurance is for, Derek. What? That's what insurance is for. <laughs> yeah. that's what insurance is for. That's right. It's attractive though, right? Check. Yeah. Um, to a point, it's attractive. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have kids, yeah. I mean, I'd be all over it, but damn, you know, it's how they keep you in the system, Chuck. Fuck the man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, still have kids in Pittsburgh, right? And maybe have. Sorry, sorry about your team tonight, Russ or Chuck. My team, Steelers. Oh, they. Oh, that's right. They played it like one or something like that. Yeah. So they Did they finally lose? Yeah. It's about damn time. So did the Seahawks to the fucking Giants. Yeah. 
the yeah, Giants ran the Giants ran the ball all over the Seahawks last yeah. night. It was really, really awful. Yeah, it should have been a, just an easy win. And, and the Seahawks had no excuse. Nope. It was just, it was nah. just bad football. Yep. Yeah. Bad football. And we're gonna play what? The Rams soon? That's not gonna be. Oh, we got Washington next. No. Oh yeah. We got the Jets. We got the Jets. They haven't won yet. They call it Washington football team. As a Husky fan who grew up around here, I keep getting confused. Like, Washington football team. Yeah. not wearing purple. (laughs) So what are we talking about tonight, Russ? Russ? Uh, The joy and arousal around Christmas time. Yeah, I think we were talking before I said, if it wasn't for Christmas, we'd have four months of February. Yes, exactly. The point of Christmas is to have something to look forward to. I was just talking about this with somebody that I, that I know who's having kind of a rough go of things. And I was uh, telling them like, just find little things in your life that you can look forward to every day. And that won't cure it, but sometimes that helps. Like just gotta get, you know, I'll get my cup of, cup of coffee in the morning do those little things. So you have at least little things to look forward to. I think that's the key to a grind. Yeah. Is to come up with And I think Christmas is the same thing. I'm like, okay, we've got this thing right in the middle. We look forward to, sure, it's dark as fuck. It felt like it got darker today an hour earlier than it did yesterday. Yeah. Um, but at least we've got nostalgia and songs and sugar and getting fat and excited kids and and a lot of the pressure from christmas that a lot of people feel feels a little bit less under covid i feel like like the obligations to family just aren't the same so you can you can be a little more selfish under covid i think maybe enjoy it better what do you think yeah it's sort of like it's been the christmas season you know, the kids are off for a couple of weeks. They've been off for a couple of six months now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, somebody said, you know that feeling between Christmas and New Year's? It's like a dead man zone. Like, there's just, like, it's not really time. Like, things just kind of float around. And you're drinking at 10 a.m. And you're sticky from all the sugar and shit. And there's wrapping paper on the floor. Like, COVID's just like that for nine months. <laughs> like, it's not real time. Yeah. Nine months and counting. Everybody's day drinking and getting high and eating shit and their kids are running wild all over the house. We're supposed to be at work, but what we're doing is kind of marginal and yeah. What's that lyric and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? And mom and dad can't wait for kids to be in school again. Yes, (laughs) fucking horrible. (laughs) Right. But I was thinking about the theological ramifications of, of that and the fact that they, you know, the theologians put Christmas in the winter solstice is the darkest time of the year. It's fucking, you know, you're down to, at least here in the Pacific Northwest, we're down to like, what, five or six hours of daylight right on the solstice. Which was not when Jesus was born, by the way. No, and there's, you know, there's sheep. It's like that was probably spring. It was probably April, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, damn it, it was the twenty fifth of December. <laughs> You're sure? Brilliant. I was there. <laughs> you were there. But it also copied the pagan holiday. Who were you, Chuck? That's what I heard. Yeah. Who was I? Yeah, were you the angel? 
No, oh, fuck no. Yeah, donkey? Yep. Giant donkey cock. Just yep. fucking everything. Looking at Jesus. I you were in a Christmas play, Chuck? I actually was. I was a sheep when I was a kid. That's cool. Nice. I was a king. I think I was a king, too. Because I remember a photo of me in a king costume. Yeah, that's remember. all I remember. I don't remember acting. No, I just remember laughing. But I was up there with a buddy of mine, and we just started laughing. No lines, yep. but we just laughed for five minutes, and they finally pulled us off. <laughs> so what's uh, joy and arousal look like to you, Russ? Joy and arousal, I was thinking about that with, you know, this job that I'm doing now and being under the man when I've been self-employed for most of my life. and you know i don't know even with uber and lyft though it wasn't really self-employment the only thing calls shots i got to call were when i worked they you know they told me how much money i was going to make and i could easily get fired for saying the wrong thing or um but you know you have customers um i guess feeling alive is a big theme in my life like I want to do shit that makes me feel alive. I don't, I don't want to burn out or it's not just being bored. I can being bored can feel alive. Um, but the arousal of Christmas time, the, that word arousal, which is kind of a sexual word, but even uh -huh. sexuality, like there's, there's things in sexuality that, you know, we, we still use and other things that make us feel alive. Like that turns me on, right? <laughs> People use those words because that makes you feel alive. It makes you feel like, like feel something in this life that's not just pleasurable, but makes life. So, do you think you can become aware, self-aware to feeling alive? Maybe it. Maybe we're alive. It's just yeah. not being aware of it. Yeah. And you have to feel it, right? I mean, maybe that's why people self-medicate. Yeah, yeah. Or distract or disassociate. Yeah, yeah. I think or, feeling alive like that feels really good, but also is incredibly painful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think paying the cost of that sometimes is, doesn't feel worth it. We were talking a little bit about uh, before we started about the, the this job that I'm doing and the extreme blue collarness of it, and you're right, everybody everybody but me in the shop smokes. Me and the guy that that goes to dialysis, he doesn't smoke either. But everybody else smokes. Um, the two guys who are my age, who I've worked with, have had heart attacks, right? because of the stress like this is a stressful fucking job and i'm and i'm mr fucking woke right part of me wants to feel like i've i've done this work like i've done a lot of healing work and i know what i'm doing but but it's fucking stressful you know it's just really hard this fucking work you know i like working on cars i like cars but holy shit and the attachments that people have to their cars is a whole nother thing that's really weird. I had a guy today, I did a tire rotations, really nice truck. And he comes out and he's like, are you going to wear a mask, sir? <laughs> As I'm getting in his truck and I'm like pulling my mask up. Yeah, buddy. Sure. You know, just weird shit like that. Like people, how, why is this taking so long? 
well, I don't know, because you have a massive freaking truck and it might take more than an hour to change the tires, you know, stuff like that. Um, but the stress of it, you have guys going out to have a smoke. And I like what you said about nicotine and how it gives you energy, right? Yeah, I think, I think one of the frustrations I had when I started working more like real blue collar shit as a middle-aged man, because I'll go out for a week or two sometimes and I'll be in the back or the, um, the uh, excavator for six, seven, eight hours. And then I'll be down shoveling and, you know, we put in 12 hour days sometimes uh, doing real physical shit all day. And, uh, and everybody smokes. Uh, and, you know, the, the way I grew up, you know, it was shitting on that smoking and drinking and doing drugs, but you uh, work a blue collar job like that. You have one cigarette and it'll get you two through two or three hours. Like it's amazing. Um, it doesn't matter. You can be dead fucking tired slept three hours a night before all sore. Uh, you have a cigarette at eight in the morning and, and uh, it'll get you through that three hours and then you have another one. Um, and, uh, and, and so like, yeah, something about the, I don't know, don't, like it's okay f to medicate yourself, especially if you're working on a blue collar job. I don't know. I, it, I don't know where I was going with this, but I just remember um, like it gets into that purity thing that the Christians really got hung up on in the eighties and nineties yeah. of, uh, of not making it okay to just do what you need to do in order to get through the day. Um, but I also don't want to burn through my life. You know, that right. goes into that, that kind of zombie or death drive. I mean, yeah. one of the well, guys I work with, part of the having a heart attack is probably smoking for 50, 60 years. Isn't that good for you? Yeah, yeah smoking, will, smoking will take 10 years off your life, but that's the worst 10 years there is. So Ooh, That's true. When I was in sales, I used to call on nursing homes. I was like, holy shit, this is what hell is like, right? Here. Yeah. It smells like piss and people yeah. are screaming in their room. That's how you escape that. Just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about it. Your kids will love it. They'll get more retirement or they'll get more inheritance money. It's a win-win for everybody. Uh, wonder if it's wonder if it's cheaper. It might be. I'll probably say <laughs> and healthcare. Then healthcare for ten years. Yes. That's oh, yeah, it's like works. a painful way to die, though. Like you're just you can't breathe. And... Well, again, that's when you transition to black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you get the you get the lung cancer. You hit the fentanyl real fucking hard, and then you go out in three months. Or cocaine. There's yeah, cocaine. There you go. Meth. Just do fucking meth. Just do the meth. No. <laughs> Be an 85-year-old man just cranked out of his mind on meth. Uh, right, Steve? Yep. <laughs> no. You're wrecking the Christmas you go spirit. The dentist, you that's not wrecking the Christmas spirit. That's embracing it. It's, yeah. <laughs> what were the words you were talking about? Joy? Like snow. Joy and what was the other word you were saying? Uh, oh, arousal. arousal. There you go. Fucking meth. Meth. Joy and arousal. Yeah, right? that'll arouse them. Okay. Follow us at Punk Theology for more uh, health tips. <laughs> life tips. Life, pro life tips. <laughs> Real life tips. But I, it goes back to, you know, family and all of that. This whole kind of, it's been just nine months, like you say, of Christmas vacation. You get family and Christmas, and at least there's that. It brings you into a bit of a warmth for the season. It has been nice uh, 
because we have our own little bubble and it's Misha's cousin and her husband and then Misha's brother. And that's kind of what we all do family events. So they came over on Sunday uh, and it's really nice because I like all three of those people. That's cool. And that's is, been your brother, nice... is her brother the guy with the van, the Mercedes van? Van, yes. Her brother's actually transitioning genders, which has been interesting. And it's really hard for me to not misgender Danny all the time. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, it's gone pretty well for the most part. Uh, is that his given name? Yes. At least it's easy to transition. Her given name, yes. Her, her whatever. See? That's what I fucking do every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's like, it's like, and I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna figure it out. But but like I've told him a couple. Damn it! I've told her a couple times. Like I'm just gonna fuck this up for a long time. And it's not because I hate you. It's because my brain sucks. And I yeah. just speak. I just. Well, you could always just not use. There. To, you know, just well, it's always use her name. Just always yeah. say Danny. That's usually what I do. Is just say Danny over and over and over. Danny with an I. Yes. It is what it is. Yeah. So that's been interesting. Uh, I could give it's her. It's been kind of nice for me because, because Misha and I have been having a hard time and I've been working with some weird identity stuff. Uh, but Danny's life's way harder. So it <laughs> it's put, put yeah. some perspective on the family. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but Danny seems to be doing okay. Up, day, up days and down days, but but it's nice because, um, yeah, because I enjoy all three of those people genuinely. Uh, and I don't have to fake it or pretend it like you do with so many family members sometimes. We're just not in the mood to hang out with certain family members. And I'm pretty much always in the mood to hang out with them. And they're cool enough to the point where when I'm done hanging out with them, I'll just go hang out in the basement and play video games with myself and they don't care. That's another cool thing. Like you don't have some grandma bitching at you for not being a good host. Or have some more fruitcake, Derek. Where are you going? Play cards. We're going to play. So that's been the nice thing about COVID is you get to choose your bubble. Yep. And you can kick people out of your bubble. And it's really easy to kick people out of your bubble. Way easier than it used to be. Yeah. We... My wife and I kind of have those boundaries anyway, just trying to who's safe and who's not, come over when and all that stuff. I don't know, maybe too many boundaries. <laughs> Seems kind of antisocial. But right now, it's really cool to be antisocial. It is. Yep. Politically correct. So who's coming over to your house for Christmas, Russ? Nobody. Just <laughs> who's coming over? What's that? The kids aren't? No. Well, I don't think so. No, they got their own thing going on. My daughter's sick right now, and she got tested for COVID. Grandma got sick first, and Grandma and Grandpa have been riding the bus all over the place. Grandma and Grandpa live with my daughter, and then my daughter got sick, and then she went and got tested, but she's been home for a couple of days. She hasn't got the results yet, and then my wife comes home today. Not feeling you. So they still smelling and tasting? I don't – I guess. Because my daughter's roommates – both my daughter's roommates got it. Yeah. And uh, they seriously could not. It is the weirdest thing. You they should could not smell and could not taste. There is some fascinating videos on YouTube of a guy, like a guy, 
he just eats an entire raw onion. It's yeah. Like nothing. I get yeah. nothing. He drinks right. an entire bottle of uh, vanilla as extract. And he's yep. like, I, oh I can't taste anything. No, they nothing. It's the most bizarre thing ever. Like both the roommates hate tequila, and they yeah. were taking shot after shot after shot and yeah. just laughing because yeah. it started uh, to affect. All they felt was they felt the warmth going down their throat. Right. Yeah. I can't taste the damn thing. Yeah. It's, so that's first thing I do every morning. Yeah. First thing I do every morning is make sure I can smell. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. Want, then make sure I can taste. Smell your smell your yeah. armpits. Yeah. Like I'm good. Today. It's all good. <laughs> I'm go. not using deodorant. It's a safety measure. Yeah. That's one of my routines <laughs> is I let the chickens out every morning because we put the chickens to bed. There and then we go. Them out in the morning. Yeah, I can just open the door and stick my head in the chicken coop. Yep. 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 That'll fucking do it. No, I'm still good. So is your daughter – how long does it take for your daughter to get her results back? I don't know. But she's not back working. So they, you know, the people at work are kind of like, hey, when are you going to get your results back? They're letting her go to work? No. She's home yeah. work. Yeah. Oh shit, we're gonna end in ten minutes. Um, but that's the thing about it's so weird at where I work too, is there because they need us so badly. Like, you know, this whole COVID thing, like it's a weird down low kind of oh, you know, testing and all that stuff. Just make sure it's just weird. Uh, there was a whole uh one of the shops was shut down in California because one guy got it. And when, when when the guy got it and spread it to another guy in the shop, boom, they shut the whole shop down. Yeah. So now they're terrified that that's going to happen at our shop. Yep. They don't give a shit about us. He's <laughs> sure yep. we're that's making money. three or four or five grand a day, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. How are you, Chuck? What are you doing for Christmas? Nothing. Nothing, nothing? Is Katie uh, coming here? Katie's going to come up for, no, I'm going to go down there. Uh, I'm going to go down to Tacoma for Christmas Eve. And we'll probably hang out with her parents and have dinner. And then the, cause the boys are going to their mom's house on the 23rd. And then I'll pick them back up late on the 24th and then We'll do Christmas morning here, and then who knows what. That'd be nice. Just you and the boys doing Christmas. Yeah. Katie, Katie will probably come up. That's cool. You got a tree? No, we're going to go on uh, Saturday. You going to cut one? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we cut, we cut one this year. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I, haven't cut, I haven't cut my own tree since I was 10, I don't think. so. Can um, I steal your chainsaw again? Yes, you can. We bought a red one on Amazon. A red tree or a red chainsaw? A red tree. A red chainsaw. I totally thought a red chainsaw too, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, Chuck, did they, uh, do your parents like still connect with the kids and mail them presents and shit? Or what? Yeah, well, that's been, that's been quite interesting the last few years because they, you know, my mom is always like, what do the boys want for Christmas? And it's like, you don't talk to them. Like, why are you buying them Christmas presents? Like, just because you feel like you're, you know, you have to because you're the grandparent. Like, you're not really a grandparent to them, though. I mean, the last time they were out here was five years ago. Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. And it's, they just would rather do other shit, so. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they send presents and stuff, and I get to wrap them, and this is, which is a bunch of bullshit. Like, send let's, a gift uh, card. Let's grab Henry's Donuts one day during that four-day Christmas, if you're around. Okay. You know, New Year's Eve, Christmas. Well, I'm sure they'll be closed Christmas, but yeah, let's grab donuts. Okay. I'll grab some donuts and bring them over. Is Henry still open? Yeah. So what about you, Steve? Are the kids, uh, you guys all doing Christmas together? Or? Yeah, we were going to do it with my, for Thanksgiving, we were down at my daughter and son-in-law's in Maple Valley. And yeah. my youngest wouldn't come because she is just freaked out that she's going to give it to me. But yeah. I told her, I said, and her, and, and the aunts, but I told her, I said, honey, if I get it, I'm going to get it from being outside because I see probably 50 to 75 people a day. Yeah. And I'm masked up. I got sanitizer and all, but I'm not going to get it from her. And she's, we think honestly um, that she had probably had it back in uh, late November because every symptom is what she had. Took her to the ER. Oh, you just got the flu. And we think my wife had it back in uh, early March. Same thing. Uh, I'm wondering says, if my mom had it because she, she, she was, I remember April, she was down. Yeah. Like she was down down for, for a good 10 days. Like yep. she couldn't get out of her bed. Yep. So... Uh, and yeah, she well, I said for three days, all she could do is get and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And she has a CPAP machine. So she thinks that helped with the breathing. Maybe. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. And uh, we're just probably going to do it here. My daughter and son-in-law, they'll go half the day with us and a half the day with his mom. And we usually get together with the whole family, but we're not doing that. And that's the same thing we did for Thanksgiving. We just kept it small. And I, I told my son-in-law daughter i said i won't tell grandma this or your aunts and uncles but uh i'd rather do this yeah you know it was so much nicer thanksgiving this year was great actually yeah I, that's was, what i thought too a lot more was, relaxed you know it's yeah. about an hour and 10 minutes to maple valley but uh no it was just great we took the dogs the dogs played no it was fun it was I, just I the, remember just the eight day. of us again and it, yeah it was it was really smooth and nice well, I remember when Christmas really lost the magic was when the girls quit believing in Santa Claus, mm. but then it came back mm -hmm. and now you're, I just enjoy being a family, yeah. you know, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter. I enjoy family. And that's one of the things I told my kids. I said, you know, I'll be 65 next month. I don't know. I, mean, I might not be here next month. I may not be here next year. So let's just enjoy. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do is just enjoy each moment. And be aware, like you said, Russ. I want to be aware. Yeah. Uh, you know, be aware of what's going on. Where, where, what I'm feeling. You know, be aware of what it, what I'm, what, what's going on inside me. Be alive. Be alive, exactly. Because, I think maybe that's the, the zombie drive, is not being alive. Just no, choosing. we're all on autopilot. You know, it's how we go through life, working for the man. Yeah. What are you thinking about, Derek? Uh. I was trying to figure out how much of the anxiety of kids trying to get their parents to be smart about COVID rules is them, I don't know, is them being anxious about their parents' death? Um, and I don't know, is that weird line of what's worth it? Yeah. Which your family went through, Chuck of like 
Like, is Thanksgiving dinner worth killing grandma? To certain people, it was. Right, which is... Completely asinine? Yeah. I mean, from a certain lens, I get it, but from... Yeah, it's... But, yeah, but you start walking that back, right? Like, where does Al flip over from I'm living my life to that was really fucking stupid? It's rolling the dice, you know, as the the odds of that somebody getting sick and what would that look like? That's scary. It's true. And I think some people on the side of caution are maybe overcautious, and that comes from an unconscious place of fear of death. And then some people on the other side are way, way too risky because they're also denying the fact that they're in danger. It's also, I think that's, I I don't think that's a a fine line to worry about if you just use common sense, but it's a really stupid line that a lot of people cross. I mean, take my family, for example, my sister had COVID and they're still asking her to bring mashed potatoes or whatever the hell it was to, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. And it's like, um, gotta have the mashed potatoes. I may not do that. Yeah, <laughs> grandma's like 90 guys it'll kill her yeah i work with a guy who's got kidney issues and the doctors told him like if you catch this thing you're not gonna make it and he's like what am i supposed to do you know quit my job and go on unemployment and hope that works out maybe uh, you know the kids your guys as kids it's interesting the history that they are surviving. Right. Yeah. We got a minute like, left. No are, we, none of us have ever experienced something like this. Like, holy minute left, shit. Russ. That's kind of cool. What's that? Cool. You got a minute left. Can you can you land the plane in a minute? I can land the plane in a minute. Um, you got to bring Santa into the whole thing because without Santa Claus, there's less sugar and happiness. And Santa Claus is meant to create arousal. And human beings, especially children. That's awesome. <laughs> Look at this. That's the perfect way to land the plane. Yes. <laughs> out, brothers. So there you go. Um, yeah. He so, doesn't know. He has no idea that he was frozen. No, he didn't. How I about this? What? I was frozen? <laughs> no, I wasn't frozen. Just oh. I miss seeing you guys in person. miss smoking a cigar. Yeah. yeah well, Fine, figure out how to do something. I gotta do some naked. Yeah, Derek's, I mean, got, me, Derek's got me wanting to pick up smoking. Yeah, it's smoking's awesome. <laughs> Shave that last ten years off. It's fucking worthless. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound? Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project, a limited liability corporation, who is responsible for its content. Don't check it out! Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, hap.
happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. house. <laughs>